We'd been to at least 10 funerals or wakes in the last eight or nine weeks. And this is even before COVID. Friends, acquaintances, spouses of friends, the list goes on. I tell wife Annette and myself, we're at that age. Friends die. So last week I received an invitation to a group dinner at the Sandwich, Illinois VFW, put together by some high school classmates. They decided that such a good time was had at our 50th reunion in 2017 that they didn't want to wait to 55 to hold another. I promptly checked with Annette. Of course, came her answer. So the $30 check went in the mail with a question. You gave the date of September 12th, but no time. What time does it start? Patty Weber with Jeannie Voga, one of the lead organizers, called last night. She apologized and told me 4 p.m. She went on. We've lost two more of our classmates. Now, we started with 110 and graduated 75 in the Sandwich, Illinois High School class in 1967. So two more deaths. That's a significant loss. Sherry Green died last week and Gary Hardison a few weeks ago, she said. Gary was a bit of an aberration for the northern Illinois town an hour west of Chicago's lakefront. He invariably wore jeans, cowboy boots, a big turquoise ring, and a cowboy hat. He looked like he stepped out of Wyoming, rather than the suburbanizing cornfields of DeKalb County, Illinois. An affable guy, Gary hadn't seemed to change much from high school days when I'd see him every five or ten years at a high school reunion. Gary's death wasn't the one that rocked me. After all, we've lost lots of the guys from my class. Working class guys tend to die young. We lost Bob Neal in February of 68. Stepped on a landmine outside Way, Vietnam. Tom Felstead, gone 15 or 20 years ago, to smoke inhalation, when his bed caught fire after he fell asleep smoking following a night of drinking. A classmate who was drinking with him that night and suffered a lot of guilt about Tom's death died not long after. Why, I don't remember, but it seems like alcohol or maybe drugs or maybe both were involved. Greg Bears, a.k.a. the Bear, tackle on the football team, 6'3 and 240 pounds, lost to diabetes after an amputation in his 40s. Bill Haig with me one of the four Sweet Williams of our class, gone a couple of years ago to cancer. His funeral, one of the few that I made it to. I'm sure there are girls we've lost, but I'm not aware of their deaths. I don't get back to Sandwich much, usually just for the high school reunion every five years. So Sherry's death is the first that I've heard about. Sherry, as I recall, was a year older than the rest of us. It seems to me that she was held back a year in primary school, but that was long before I got sandwiched in my freshman year, so I really can't say. As I look at her senior photo in the high school yearbook, she resembles a country and western singer, with her long blonde hair cascading over her right shoulder and her pale blue eyes. Petite, maybe five foot and 105 pounds, she's a pretty girl, quiet, best friends with Linda Pumphrey, but otherwise not really socially active although she had been a cheerleader our sophomore and junior years. At best, an average student, 
She wasn't in any of the college prep or foreign language classes. She belonged to the Future Homemakers of America and the Girls' Athletic Association, but not the Honor Society or Student Council. She wound up marrying a much younger guy, maybe 10 or 15 years younger. I think it may have been her second marriage, just based on his age. I've only seen her a half dozen times since the summer of 67, each time at one of our high school anniversary unions. We don't say much to each other, just hi and then move on to chat with another classmate. She'd always be with Linda Pumphrey. Linda developed a neuromuscular disease. She couldn't really walk or talk well, so Sherry would tend to her like the BFF she was. I'd asked Sherry to dance once, probably at our 10-year reunion. She refused and made it clear she wasn't interested in dancing with or even talking to me beyond saying hi. I guess she could hold a grudge. Senior year, I mercilessly flirted with Sherry and Eileen Fitzpatrick and Terry Flynn and Pam Talent and Rhonda Tice and Jeannie Voga and maybe a few others. At one point or another, I dated them all, but it was Sherry that I took to senior prom. Our romance didn't last long, a few weeks at most. She really wasn't my type. She was pretty enough, but I preferred the smart girls, the social girls. A few weeks after prom, she stormily ended our dating after seeing me riding around town with an out-of-town girl in her convertible. I shrugged it off. That girl didn't last long either. After all, it was summer, I was leaving for college, and they weren't. The dark clouds of Vietnam hovering on the horizon. In last night's phone call, I didn't say anything to Patty about how I'd taken Sherry to the senior prom. I doubt that Patty remembers. I doubt anyone remembers except me. And frankly, it's not anything I've thought much about in the intervening decades. As I process the death of my prom date, my only regret is that I never apologized for being so rude to her. I should have been a gentleman, but I was young, dumb, and suffering the arrogance of youth. Today's a gray day 50-plus years later. People are dying from COVID virus. Another war lingers on the horizon, and unseen by most. Another piece of my youth gone. Mortality getting closer. Sherry, sorry I was such a shit. I hope you had a good life. Regrets? I've had a few. Thank you.